climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we've, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. Very Orwellian, don't you think? Welcome back. It is Monday. Um, the UN going out of their way to partner with Google to make sure that if you happen to search the uh, topic of climate change, that the very first things that you can see or will see are going to be articles and information that the UN deems appropriate and truthful for you to read. They don't want you to see opposing views of it. I would assume that I would probably not appear on that list anywhere. (laughs) I don't really uh, fall for the whole climate change thing. But uh, scary times. Definitely scary that they're going out of their way to partner with these big companies to suppress information. You know, information should be free to gather all sides and you decide for yourself. Once you have everything in hand, you decide for yourself what you believe is true and what you don't believe is true. But this is just, you know, we're going down the same rabbit hole with big tech is a huge problem. Not just here in the United States, everywhere. Big tech is running the world and uh, they, they need to be stopped. There has to be something to rein them in. Uh, we got to drill down on them. I don't know what will happen in November. I don't know if that's one of the uh, items on the Republicans' lists if they happen to win the House and the Senate to go after big tech, but it needs to be. Uh, they're just controlling way too much. I don't like Google. I don't use Google. Uh, I do have to use it at work because that's the platform that uh, they are with at work. But as far as in my personal life, I actually like DuckDuckGo. Uh, it has its own set uh, of challenges since it's not tracking you. Information's not always, uh, like location information is not always real accurate. But it's uh, very interesting. If you go on Google and you search something, you could search the same thing on DuckDuckGo. And what do you see the difference in what comes up? You, you know, you actually get a better, you get a, a more um, balanced result where you'll see articles that you probably do not agree with and articles that you do agree with, but at least you can sort them out yourself and figure out what it is you're going to believe or try to find the truth somewhere in the middle. Uh, Google, you don't even have a shot anymore. You know, I, you go to Google and everything that comes up on pretty much any topic that you go in there for is a leftist talking point, leftist topic. Uh, it's, it's hard to get information. Maybe I know if you look in on the bottom of Google, it's like Google, you know, maybe when you get to about the 20th O, maybe you'll finally find what you're looking for. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they're suppressing information pretty bad these days. Big tech needs to be dealt with, and I hope that that's on the menu. We'll see. The reason I brought this up on top of that is climate change is pretty much attached to this whole new idea of an ESG score. I'm sure by now all of you know what that is. Well, 
The Federal Reserve has taken a major step uh, in the direction of facilitating an ESG-compliant monetary network that effectively acts as a parallel system to the Chinese Communist Party's infamous social uh, credit score system. They announced this last Thursday and said six of the nation's largest banks will participate in a pilot climate scenario analysis exercise to design, enhance the ability of supervisors and firms to measure and manage climate-related financial risks. Scenario analysis in which the uh, resilience of financial institutions is assessed under different hypothetical climate scenarios is an emerging tool to assess climate-related financial risks, and there will be no capital or supervisory implications from this pilot. In other words, (laughs) in layman's terms, the Fed is working with the big banks to monitor their ability to comply with the ruling class's preferred environmental statistic Uh, uh, technocratic tyranny. This is an article that I read from the Dosser. You, if you get a chance, you might want to read it. Uh, But yeah, the Fed is going after the entire ESG thing. All the banks are continuing. We are doing some things to try to combat that. Um, You do have quite a few states attacking ESG in general, the problem is, is a lot of them are attacking pieces of ESG. Like they're not concerned with the entire package. You do have a few states, and I think more and more jumping on board that are attacking it as a whole. That everything that everything there is not right. I mean, ESG basically. I wouldn't want that in place. Not just because I know I'm going to be one of the first people attacked. I wouldn't want that in place, even for the people I disagree with. I don't think that you should be impacted financially. You should be hurt. You can't buy anything. You can't do anything. You can't, if you choose to finance a car, finance a house, you can't do that because of your political beliefs or your opinions. We're all allowed to have them. Even the people who uh, who are on the opposite end of what I believe in, they're allowed to have their opinions. And we should not be silencing people because that's all this really is. It's a tool to silence you and to force you to comply. There's really no other reason for this. They're going to force us, uh, in general, they're going to force the United States into their their uh, new green deal you know, with uh, no fossil fuels, all electric vehicles, uh, going with uh, renewable energy, everything that's going to destroy the United States. And then for you personally, you're not going to be able to do business at a lot of places. People, if your ESG score is no good, you know, you're not going to be able to get the car you wanted to get. You're not going to be able to get the house loan. Uh, you may not even be able to shop at certain locations because your social credit score is no good. And maybe that they don't want to do business with you there in China. It's very dangerous. They track you all the time and your life, your lifestyle, uh, is heavily dependent on what your score is over there. If you have a good score, by all means, you have a good life. Uh, and I wouldn't say a good life, but a better life considering. Um, and if you have a bad score, you know, you're very restricted on what you can and cannot do. You know, I just don't, uh, I disagree with the whole thing. And I think there needs to be more of an effort to stop this in its tracks. You know, I don't think because I invest in oil and fossil fuels and gas, I don't think that because I don't invest in green energy, that I should be punished for it because I, maybe I don't believe in green energy. 
Maybe I believe in what works and that's where I want my money to go because I know it's tried and trusted and it's going to make me money because it, it is what we've been using since the beginning of time. Now, I don't trust your new technology because I don't see that it's there yet, so I have no interest in investing in that, but I would be punished for that move. And banks that allow me to invest in that would be punished for allowing me to invest in that and not encouraging me, <laughs> quote unquote, uh, to transition from the fossil fuel to uh, renewable energies. So, so ESG is the reason why I brought climate change up. It's all attached. They're all linked together. It's to get us to transition to this new world order that the elites um, want us to be in because it's profitable to them to have us there, even though it's devastating to us. So we need to get on the ball and we need to harass our congressmen, especially after November, if November turns out to be very good for the country and we can uh, take back the House and Senate. We need to get on the phone and we need to send emails and we need to go in person and make appointments and we need to go get with all of our congressmen and tell them this needs to be stopped. You need to get with the governors. You need to get with the other senators and states. We need to get together collectively and we need to you know, put the nail in the coffin on this one. This has to be stopped because it's going to have such a devastating impact on all of us here at the bottom. I know some Republicans are saying, and I, I just, these are the ones you have to wonder about that. Well, you know, if you're, if you're a uh, libertarian or Republican or, or conservative that you believe in the free market and you believe businesses are allowed to run their businesses however they want. Well, that's all well and good that they think that it's okay that they have these ESG scores. It's all well and good, except for the fact that ultimately anybody who thinks the same way that they supposedly think, we're going to be penalized just for thinking that way. I can only imagine if somebody's tracking me or, you know, and I'm, I'm, and the reason I like to use myself as an example is because I'm such a low level person that you could really do some damage to, to me where I'm at financially. I'm, I have very limited resources on how much I can fight back with these people. But I can only imagine if the spotlight was on me, what would my ESG score be? I can tell you it ain't going to be real pretty. <laughs> I, don't, I don't invest in what they want me to invest in. Socially, I, I am just the polar opposite of what they would want me to be. Uh, and, and it would be bad, you know, and, and my life would be a whole lot harder because of it. So that's why these Republicans that are going, well, it's the free market. No, it's really not because once the six banks, the six biggest banks that control a lot of these other banks that you go to the smaller banks, once that's in place, we're all going to be impacted by it. So that there is a time where, yes, it is their business. If they want to sell this product or if they want to do this or if they want to do that, that's fine. But once it gets to a point where they collectively go after us, where it's harmful for the American people, it's no longer free enterprise. It's no longer what you think it is. Now it's another tool. So like I said, I always wonder about Republicans or people that claim they're conservatives or even libertarians uh, that say, you know, that's okay. They should be allowed to do that because... I, I do not think so. It's going to have such uh, negative consequences for everybody here on the bottom that it shouldn't be allowed to stand. All right. And to go from one scenario completely to something unrelated, uh, the border. The border is still a mess. But, you know, the left, 
they always have a way of showing who they are, what they mean, how they really feel, how they really view people, which is most important. And Nancy Pelosi is going to tell you how she how she really feels uh, about, you know, people coming across the border, what, what she really thinks of you. And I think it's important for you to hear this from her, not from me, because who the hell am I, right? The fact is, is that uh, we have a responsibility to secure our border. We also have a responsibility to recognize the importance of newcomers to our nation. Right now, the best thing that we can do for our economy is to have comprehensive immigration reform. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. But that doesn't mean that we don't recognize our moral responsibility as well. The fact is that you see what she thinks of you. <laughs> Man, she is so dumb. Uh, to make a statement like that, yeah, you got to either be, it must be 5 o'clock somewhere and she's lit up, or you're just that stupid, or you are losing it like Joe Biden to make a statement like that. Uh, that's as bad as, who was it? Was it Megan McCain? Somebody said, so, no, it wasn't Megan McCain. It was somebody else that said something like, you know, uh, well, you need to have all these people coming across. Who's going to clean your bathrooms? Well, Nancy Pelosi just did the same thing. Instead of saying someone's going to clean your bathrooms, she's saying, well, you know, all these people coming across, we need them working out there in the fields for no wages, picking crops, because that's what she thinks they're good for. Why would you use that specific example if that's not what you thought they were capable of doing? So I guess no immigrant immigrant coming across the southern border is capable of doing anything other than picking crops out in the field, to, according to Nancy Pelosi. These people always show their hands. You, you all, it's so funny. We're always called the racists. We're called racists because we want the border to be secure and because we want anybody coming across the border to, to be checked out, to be, uh, we know who you are. We know where you're from. We have your real name in case anybody needs to get a hold of you for uh, court rulings to make sure that you're not some type of crazy mass murderer coming across to make sure that you're not a, a drug runner or you're not a human trafficker coming across. We just want to know who you are. And we're called racist just because we want to make sure that you truly are coming over here by on all accounts, you're a law abiding citizen in your own country. And then we, as long as you're checked out are like, welcome, you know, congratulations, you made it. We're happy to have you here. Make sure that you get your green card. Make sure you get your citizenship. Make sure you get everything that you need so you don't have to live in fear and you can go out and get a job that you like and you want to do, not necessarily picking fruits and vegetables, but something you would actually like to do and be productive in society. That's it. Welcome. What? Well, that's how we are. See, I don't think everybody coming across the border is uh, meant to sit there and pick fruits or do uh, labor jobs and low-wage jobs just because they come from a different country. That's not my view on other people. But apparently, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, that must be their view on who's coming across the southern border. Because, you know, Nancy Pelosi and her gigantic mansion that she lives in, maybe she just doesn't have enough maids. So she's looking for the next maid to come across the border for her. <laughs> would that be too? Am, am I stretching the truth too much? I mean, we, we already heard a comp, that comment, which, God, is maybe a year or so ago, maybe more, 
about who's going to clean your toilets. Maybe it was during Donald Trump's time. Might be, yeah, might be even further back. What? It doesn't matter. This is how the Democratic Party views the people coming across the border. So if you have family members or if you are a part of uh, a first-generation American whose family made that trek up here and you came across the border and you're now an American citizen, that's what the Democratic Party truly thinks of you. They only really want you here for labor jobs, and most important to them, they need you to vote blue so they could stay in power. That's it. It's amazing how we are always called the racists simply because we want a little bit of law and order and we want checks and balances to make sure that when anybody comes over here, like I said, you're a solid citizen and then welcome. And if you're not, if you're a piece of crap, if you're a murderer, if you're a drug runner, if you're anything else, go back to where you came from because we don't need the problems here in the United States. I care more about the people here in the United States, whether you're red or blue, than the Democrats do, because I don't want to see people like that in this country hurting American citizens. Plain and simple. That's just me. You know, wouldn't be the first time somebody said I say something crazy or off the wall. Yeah, you know, I, I get, uh, I got a bunch of people. They're like, Joe, I don't know why you don't do like full-on comedy, a podcast that's just comedy. And I said because number one, you know, if I'm going to do comedy, cursing is going to be part of that. I try my best not to curse on here, which I don't generally, but I can't say that in my personal life I have the cleanest mouth. And and I the second part of that would be I would be canceled faster as a as somebody that's just saying reckless things like I do when we're having fun than I would be doing political commentary because the things that I say, listen, I'm not politically correct and I hold no punches. We'll say it, we'll laugh about it. It's funny, but to the left, everything that I would say, and it's not that it's racist, it's not somewhere I'm going with this, just anything. A- anybody I'd take a sheep shot at, they would cancel me even faster than they would cancel me with this. So it, it would kind of be pointless. I think I'd get blackballed and canceled one way or the other. So at least I might as well do this and try to uh, enlighten people on things and make people aware of things. And hopefully somebody much smarter and better than I will get inspired by some reckless comment that I make and they will do something much greater than I could ever hope to do. All right. This one's a little more serious. This is from just the news. I quote them a lot because I really uh, enjoy that website. They they don't, there's no bull crap on that website. It it is what it is. And they got a lot of great reporting uh, and great journalists that are on that website. Um, The private uh, a consortment that re- reported election misinformation to tech platforms during the 2020 election season in consultation with federal agencies targeted several news organizations in its department. Websites for Just the News, The New York Post, Fox News, Washington Examiner, Washington Times, Epic Times, and Breitbart were identified among the 20 most prominent domains across election integrity incidents that were cited in tweets flagged by the Election Integrity Partnership and its collaborators. They were going after, and I can give you the full list here, um, pretty much any right-wing uh, conservative outlet or anybody that's trying to just report true news during the 2020 election, they got put on a list and your information was suppressed if it was seen at all. Some of the Twitter users that they said spread the most misinformation 
during the uh, election by the Election Integrity Partnership were some names you will probably know. Okay, James Woods, shocker that they because he's he's hardcore. Or he used to be. He doesn't he doesn't tweet as much as he used to. Um, the Gateway Pundit, Donald Trump Jr., Donald Trump, Tom Fitton, Jack Passaic, Cat Turd, Eric Trump, Chuck uh, Chuck Costello, Charlie Kirk, uh, Mark uh, excuse me, Mark Levin Show, C.J. Truth, James O'Keefe, Richard Grinnell, Breitbart News, The Right Melissa, um, Milk Roman, Robbie Star uh, Robbie Starbucks, excuse me, and Sean Hannity were some Twitter feeds that were trying to post during the election issues on Twitter, and these accounts were suppressed and shadow banned so you wouldn't see their posts. So it was it just got to a point where you just didn't see what they were what they were putting out. They were putting out posts and and news articles and whatnot and they were suppressing everybody's information. Um, I guess you you know in, in a sense it's kind of a badge of honor that you're on the list. Because you were doing a good job there trying to put out some truthful information. However, the left made sure they partnered up again uh, to create this task force to go after anybody that was telling the truth about the 2020 election. And they suppressed you as much as they could. We saw the same thing happen with Hunter Biden. Uh, You couldn't get any information out about him. Most people didn't know about him. And after the fact, most people that have now found out about Hunter said that they potentially would have voted a different way knowing what he did, and that could have had some real implications for the outcome of the election in 2020. We'll never know because they didn't have an opportunity to get truth out. You know, this was kind of where we started with the ESG. I know we're circle back around, same topic in a different way, but uh, dangerous, once again, suppressing information. And this is going to continue. This is why you know I'm not such a big fan of using these platforms, and I only use them to kind of put out my uh, my podcasts and stuff. Is because you're playing in a world, and I understand that a lot of these people have built up such a following on there. But you're playing in a world that did you ever wonder why you know? And I know I certainly do, but you ever wonder why you got I don't know, five million followers, and when you tweet something out, you have at best, a couple thousand likes, you know, a thousand retweets, and maybe a hundred comments. When you have five million followers, logically that makes no sense at all. That makes, I mean, it makes zero sense. The engagement is almost nothing at that point. You need to get to five million people to have that type of an engagement. That's kind of pitiful. If you ask me, what's the point of even having a big social media account? Because obviously... One of two things are happening. One, most of your followers are bots, which we see with Twitter. There's a big war between Elon Musk and them going on about that. Or two, you're being suppressed. And the reason that no one's really seeing it is because they're shadow banning you where very limited people are actually seeing what you're saying out there. And this kind of confirms and backs that up. So uh, I'm not a big fan of using the platforms because I don't like them, first of all. That's no secret. But secondly, I just don't feel that they are what they once were. Maybe years ago, you know, if you had a huge Twitter following, it was amazing, whatever. I think nowadays, you know, it's not the same. I think people have moved on. People, people's attention spans, first of all, suck nowadays. I mean, most people won't even take the time to read an article. And then beyond that, you know, as far as interacting with tweets or whatnot, I think a lot of people are 
either scared to say something because they don't want to get singled out or B, they follow people because it's a great idea. Oh yeah, I follow this person, that person, but never really go on there to check. So there's just no engagement because life is too busy and that's just not a priority to them. So, I mean, some people are diehard, but I think that that's the issue we're having um, as far as, as social media is going. But them spying on us once again, and you see it's always, always one direction. It's always the people on the right. So no matter how much the left is like, oh, all they do is complain and whine about everything. Well, we have a pretty good solid reason to be complaining about it is because it's only ever happening in one direction. It's never but it's never equal. You know, that list of 15 people that I read you, if seven or eight of them were hardcore leftists and the other seven or eight were hardcore um, uh, Republicans, okay, well, at least the, the playing field's level. You're getting suppressed as much as we're getting suppressed, so fine. But it's all right-wing people. All of it. Nobody from the left. Just right. And it's information that they deem to be hazardous. Which means you're trying to tell people the truth and it's hazardous because it's going to help them not get elected. That's the only reason why. Not that it's not true. Not that you're telling lies. It's just that you potentially could ruin their chance of holding on or gaining more power. Boy, the left is something else. (laughs) All right. Monday. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It's always a great help. If you'd like to check out anything else that I do, please go to my website, littlejocc.com. You can check anything out there from the videos, the podcast, to news articles, to little tidbits about myself. Um, and beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Monday. I know we just started the week out. We'll get through it. We'll do it again tomorrow.